You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Hello, this is Jordan Wong stepping in for Brainerd Carey. And today on our show, we are talking with Lexi Bishop in her gallery titled Here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Lexi, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for asking me to be on here. So how are you enjoying Pittsburgh? I love it. I think I was always meant to be in a small city, especially after having lived in New York and LA. I feel like Pittsburgh is cozier. And it's nice having people that you know that you see everywhere. Do you have uh, do you have any favorite neighborhoods other than the north side, which is yes. where your your gallery is? Um, I love Bloomfield and Garfield area. Tina's is the best bar. <laughs> Plug for Tina's. <laughs> Excellent. And um, what, what were you doing before you moved to Pittsburgh to start your gallery? I know the the list is pretty extensive, so feel free to. <laughs> Just uh, give some highlights. Yeah, so before I moved to Pittsburgh, I was in LA where I was working as a director at Nino Meyer Gallery. So that's in in West Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, I was there for about a year and a half before the pandemic started. Oh, wow. So not that long. Um, And that's sort of... I I was decided to work remotely from Pittsburgh. Met a boy from Pittsburgh, tale as old as time, <laughs> um, and was living here and sort of fell in love with the city, which is why I stayed. But before I was at Nino's, I was in New York for about 10 years. And I think I woke up one morning and was just like, I can't do New York anymore, which is, you know, another tale as old as time is going from New York to LA and thinking you're going to have this huge life change. Um, in New York, I was working at Christie's. Worked at Christie's for six years, started as, you know, an administrator, left as a specialist in the post-war and contemporary art department. Um, Yeah, that's kind of like where it all begins. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. So right now you have this incredible exhibition up. Um, Do you mind telling us more about it? Uh, And let's start with the the title, uh, Marginalia. Yeah, so... I guess it all goes back to when I even met Tara. So she was doing a performance piece, which is much more like what she's known for here, um, is her performance work. And she was reading from a text that was basically about how Pittsburgh is one of the worst cities for black women in particular to live. And it was in, it came out against, you know, in Pittsburgh, they're always like, this is the best city to live in. Or like it's the most affordable but it's really the best for white people mm. and so she was reading this text and I believe it was the University of Pittsburgh that put this study out but she was reading it out loud of like all the reasons why this city is can be so difficult for people of color mm-hmm. and especially women of color um, so I was like instantly intrigued by her and wanted to know more and I love that how this series really, I feel like, comes out of this performative aspect. She just sort of started putting in these quips in her in the notes app on her iPhone about the art world, just, you know, sperm the moment feelings, gut reactions, and it felt like, oh, there's something here, something that feels like very like raw and personal, but also something that everyone can relate to, especially people in the art world. So... Mar- and I love the title marginalia because it really refers to notes in the margins 
and it's like her notes on the like her operating on the margins of the art world especially someone who came to the art world in a very non-traditional manner like she didn't even finish school she worked in retail and got from retail kind of went into curatorial work and I love this connection between retail and curation like there is a type of curation that happens in a store like someone who takes their job very seriously um I meant she got more into performance work but very I hate to oh yeah self-taught I don't like to say outsider because is anyone really an outsider artist anymore with our access to information but definitely came to the art world very non-traditional manner so marginalia is like she is an artist working sort of on the margins of a very traditional art world and these are her comments on that so like these are like her little footnotes wonderful but they're big footnotes (laughs) (laughs) and how large are these these are 40 inches by 26 inches and they're and screen prints, correct? They're screen prints that she did with... There is a place called Artist Image Resource here on the north side that's been working with artists since the 70s. Um, so she went there. They kind of show you how to do the whole process from making the screens and picking paper. So this is a special black French paper, very specific for like its weight. Um, we wanted it to like sit against the wall in a certain way. Um, and it's, you know... People are always like, why is it black? You know, because you can change like the light or dark on mm-hmm. your phone. But I, I feel like it is very, I don't know, it just works. <laughs> um, so tell me about uh, your, your curatorial vision behind here, your gallery. Especially yes. like how like, it connects to um, uh, Tara's work. Mm-hmm. And for the listeners, um, her, her full name is... Tara uh, Faye Coleman. Tara Faye Coleman. Yeah. Yes. So I think when I first opened the gallery, I think I loved Pittsburgh in particular is because I could get a space that would allow me to be much more experimental and take some more risks and maybe show work that maybe wasn't going to sell. Um, so I think that my vision has just been, I mean, this maybe is like dumb, but just like finding artists that I like or believe in and want to give people the opportunity to have a space to exhibit in. Um, in my first show, I had a sound work. I've shown video, photography, sculpture. Um, I would love to do more things that are, I have an installate, a whole installation coming up in the fall that's just, it's going to be turning the whole gallery into a lamp store oh, cool. and every lamp is going to be handmade wow. um so you know taking risks showing things that you know maybe aren't that commercial mm-hmm. i mean obviously i'm going to show some things that are commercial because i would love to make some money and keep mm-hmm. the gallery going but you know i think that just working with the artists that i love and not feeling the financial pressures of maybe being in new york or in l.a and it's nice being in a city where, you know, you can, where there aren't that many other galleries. So I feel like I can kind of be like a beacon here mm-hmm. for the artists. Um, I feel special. Very cool. Very cool. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I was reading this uh, Artnet interview, mm-hmm. and uh, they complimented your ability to mix strategy with expressive vision, and specifically the group exhibition that you did titled Stranger Things, 
which was prompted by the release of the TV show's fourth season. Mm-hmm. And that your exhibition also um, took place during the 58th Carnegie International. So my question to you, uh, what advice do you have for new gallerists regarding strategy and vision and, and, and how to mix the two? I think that being responsive to your community is super important. Like finding out what is happening around you and finding ways to work in conjunction with things that are happening, especially in a smaller city. You know, being in Pittsburgh, we don't get the foot traffic of a New York and we don't necessarily have the art world people of a New York, LA, Chicago coming through the city a lot. So the Carnegie International is a huge event that we have here. So how do you capitalize on something like that? How do you capitalize on things that are happening in the community and working with those local organizations? I mean, I think that Pittsburgh is definitely a very humble city. And so any way you can find to interact with your community is super important. And I feel like that probably goes for even being in a big city. You don't want to be isolated. Um, But yeah, I really, I hope that more people open galleries in smaller cities because I think that as bigger cities become more expensive and artists start to leave those bigger cities, I think you're gonna have a more rich communities in these smaller cities. I mean, there are amazing artists living and working in Pittsburgh and I hope that they can stay here, but they need the institutions to support them to be able to stay here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you um, believe that Pittsburgh in the future, whether that's a distant future or maybe even an immediate future, um, will start, you know, being kind of like a hotspot where those people from like LA and New York are are very excited to come Mm. to the city, you know, even when it's not around like something that's huge, like the, the Carnegie International. I think it definitely has the potential. It ha for a city of its size, it has a lot of art institutions. So that's really significant and like really important ones like the Masters Factory, which was the first museum to installation art in the US, which is so cool and not that many people know that. So I think Pittsburgh has a marketing problem right now, but I think that always can change and Pittsburgh is surprisingly beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like everyone has that moment where they come out of the tunnel from the airport and they're like, whoa, there's green, there's water. You know, I think that a lot of our images, our mental images of Pittsburgh are like industrial, Andrew Carnegie walking around. And you're like, wow, it's really not like that. Um, And the people here are so nice. I feel like everyone who comes to visit me is like, wow, I want to live here. So, (laughs) and it's not that far from New York Mm -hmm. or even Buffalo or Chicago. So people should be coming here. Absolutely. Um, Related to the views of the city, mm-hmm. I don't know how much you've, you've driven around, like you know, the city or coming into the city. But Pittsburgh is interesting in that no matter where you're entering the city, you're just greeted with this incredible view. Whether you're coming from the north or coming out of the tunnels in the south, right? You know, or even around like you know the mountains mm. on on the east and, and west sides of the city. So. Um, I'm, I'm curious if, if yes, you've experienced that totally. also from like... I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on this where it's like, I think that Pittsburgh is like a little mystical. Mm, okay. I mean, it's three rivers connecting and you know that 
that was probably a huge attraction for Native Americans and early settlers to be in an area where you have three major waterways connecting. So I feel like there probably was a large community of people living here. Unfortunately, Pennsylvania is one of those states where they've completely eradicated all Native populations. But I feel like there is like an energy here. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's the secret fourth river underneath the Allegheny River. So... I didn't, runs, I didn't even know that. It runs underground. Secret River. Yeah. That, that's very mystical sounding. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just feel like there's there's certain energy in Pittsburgh that's very palpable for me. Mm-hmm. I also just like being able to see the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. Yeah. That is nice. You forget about that when you're in this when you're in a big city. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh wow, there's like these free pleasures in life. Mm-hmm. access to the sky <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely um so you, you mentioned that one one of the things you love about pittsburgh is like everyone's so friendly it's mm-hmm. easy to kind of connect uh kind of um you know stepping back a, a little bit tell me uh if you don't mind how you and and, and um tara first connected or, or like what was that meeting like you know uh, in, in getting together and, and wanting to work together? Like, did you meet over coffee? Was it first an outreach of email? Yeah, so in Pittsburgh, it's funny because you quickly at least have heard of someone mm-hmm. when you get here. Um, people talk about, especially the art world here is even smaller. So, you know, I had heard her name floating around. I had seen that performance I just told you about where she was reading from that text that got published. And then she was a part of a program at the Brew House, which is in the South Side, for artists. I think it was the distillery program, it's called distillery program, um, where she had first made her first like physical objects, saw those, and immediately was like, I need, I wanted to buy one. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, they're not for sale. Which I hate when artists do that. So much anxiety. <laughs> need it. Um, but I did reach out to her. I was like, hey, can we get coffee? You know, I'm really excited about the work you're making. We got coffee, um, as most art interactions occur over coffee. And I was like, I want you to make more of these. And that's kind of how it began. She was just, she would just start sending me screenshots of her notes. And I was like, no, no, yes, I like this one. And very like stream of consciousness but it was fun to edit them down into this grouping that felt very cohesive because not all of them were about the art world some of them were just even funny grocery lists mm-hmm. um, but we were like okay let's keep this cohesive to like about the art world and but yeah it was super collaborative and which was fun and like nice having artist image resource down the street and working with them so yeah it was nice is that typical in the working relationships with your artists to, um, you know, play an active role in, in helping them select, like, okay, you know, these works, maybe not those works? Sometimes. Not always. I think for Tara especially, because she is much more of, like, a performance artist and making actual physical objects is not really her wheelhouse. It was like, okay, how can we make that? It feels like more like documentation of a performance in a way. Um, so it felt more like new territory for her as well for me in working together. Um, 
it really depends on the artist. Like some artists require a lot of checking in and like going over things and but I think the artists that live that I work with that are based in Pittsburgh it is much more collaborative obviously just because we're able to see each other more mm, right um which is really nice but it's also fun fun to bring in artists from outside of Pittsburgh so yeah absolutely um so for the artists who are interested in 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 here gallery in working with you what do you recommend uh to them as far as you know how to how to connect with you how to um like do you have a submission policy i don't just because you know i had really filled out the calendar pretty far in advance because there were all these artists that i was so excited to show um but the recommendation i always give and I feel like this goes for working with any gallery, is like find out do we have mutual friends? Kind of like be a little like sly, you know, not sly, but like be a little strategic about it. Don't just come into an opening and mm-hmm. talk to me about your work. You know, I'm already so stressed right. at openings. <laughs> right, right, of course. Um, but come to openings for sure. Make yourself visible and then see do we have people in common? Like, is because if I have a close friend that recommends an artist to me, I'm much more willing to look at their work mm-hmm. than just a cold call, cold email. Mm-hmm. So I think just, you know, being around, showing your work. a lot. I go to all the shows here, and I go to New York quite often, and I try to, like, stay in the know on what's happening. So mm-hmm. I will hopefully see your work, and yeah. Excellent. But yeah, don't come to openings and then talk about your art for 20 minutes. Of course, of course. <laughs> Bad practice. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a no-no. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm going to re- refer to a, another interview that I read. Mm. Uh, and this one was done by the Associated Artists of Pittsburgh. And, you know, towards the end of the article, uh, you had this beautiful uh, nugget of advice mm. to, to collectors and uh, towards the, the end of that advice, um, you, you mentioned cultural capital. And as a collector, when you buy art, you're, you're, you're buying cultural capital. Mm. This term, cultural capital, um, you know, for, for those that are maybe new to collecting or, or new to kind of this, you know, uh, term, um, well, like for you, like what, what is cultural capital? And... Why is it valuable? Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. So the way I see it is that when you buy a work of art, you are become like a keeper of this like little bit of culture and it has its own value that becomes historical and financial. But you, I feel like, especially today, with museums not necessarily having the funds to collect on their own, they're reliant on their donors, patrons, to ultimately gift works to the museum. So I sort of also see it as we, if you can collect, we are kind of, you know, you, not that you have an obligation, but that it's a privilege to be able to operate in this world of cultural production and to be keepers of these objects. I think that art or some, the artifacts of culture are the only thing we have from the past. 
So we have to like protect the ones now so that those are the artifacts that, you know, the future has of us. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's beautiful. But also there's social capital that comes from collecting that I think is super important. You know, you go to someone's home and you see something and you're like, oh, I love that. I want in on this, you know, this experience of owning art. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important just to influence the next generation of collectors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like other countries really support their artists. And unfortunately, I feel like that doesn't necessarily happen here. The government, there's not a lot of government support for artists, even though I think what they do is so important as like keepers of like culture and history. So, yeah, very lofty, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wonderful answer. Um, you know, as, as artists, you know, and, and this idea of, of cultural capital and also social capital, um, do you have any, any like advice for, for artists as they're, as they're pouring their hearts into these works, but also trying to keep all these other things in mind, you know, while, while creating, like, how do how, how should artists, I guess, um, navigate these things or consider these things in their practice? I, I believe that artists just have to be true to themselves. I feel like there are just ideas in the ether that exist that are influenced by political situations, financial situations that are just all around us. And yeah, being true to yourself is so important. You can't let whatever else is going on what other artists are doing necessarily like bring like let it simmer in but you can't be motivated I feel like you can't be motivated by selling or these other things I mean I guess you can it's it's I guess what I'm essentially trying to say is that you just have to do what feels right or true to yourself and someone will discover you while either while you're alive or when you're dead Mm -hmm. but I feel like if you're sharing like your unique vision, that's the best you can do. Thank you so much, Lexi, for your time. And for those that are wanting to find more information on the gallery and its current exhibition, uh, please visit gallery-here.com. And you're also on Instagram mm-hmm. at here underscore Pittsburgh. Thanks. Or you can come to Pittsburgh. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Come to Pittsburgh. All right, thank you again, Lexi, for your time. thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.